What the Actual Fork podcast is co-hosted by two intuitive eating registered dietitians, yours truly, Sammy Previtt, owner of Fine Food Freedom, and Jenna Warner, owner of Happy Strong Healthy. We can't stand diet culture bullshit and love keeping it real. Our mission is for all humans to believe that they are made for so much more than chasing a smaller body. We are also here to share with you that food can be fun and pleasurable again. Although we are medical professionals, we are human beings too. We are not afraid to share our deepest, darkest secrets and how many years of our lives were taken by diet culture. We started this podcast so no human has to feel alone in their journey towards food freedom. So get comfy and join us for a casual combo where you can expect to laugh, cry, learn, and grow. We are so grateful that you're here. So if you enjoy this podcast and want to connect further, we invite you to follow along on Instagram at what the actual fork pod and subscribe, rate and review our podcast so we can continue to share this message with more and more people. Now let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of what the actual fork podcast. Jenna, great to see you today. Emotionally, I'm doing so much better today. I'm definitely not like in the best place, but we are so much better than the last time I saw you on a screen. (laughs) Can I just tell you that I like literally forget that you're pregnant every time I I see you because that's the thing. So does my husband, which causes a lot of our fights. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like because I see you from like the tits up, I just don't. Like, remember that you're pregnant and it's crazy. How are what are your symptoms of the week this week? No, I feel so much better. I've been constantly boob checking. My nipples are still sore when I press them. So I'm taking that as a good sign and I'm certainly growing. Um, Definitely so much faster than my first pregnancy, which is like wild and amazing. But there's been so much stress in my life the past couple weeks that, and even this entire pregnancy thus far that my husband and I like talk to the baby now and we're like, we're so sorry. We're, it's going to be better. Like I promise it's going to be, be better okay. once you're like, here. Please, please don't be scared. Um, but yeah, we were actually like doing like the timeline of January to now. Um, and just all of the shit that's happened. And again, super grateful. Nothing is life altering, but it's, it's certainly been a rougher couple of months and I'm officially in my second trimester and hoping that we can calm down a little bit. (laughs) I'm claiming that energy for you. I am also claiming the energy of a safe labor and delivery when it comes this total random side note. Our street, we have 16 homes on our street. I'm close with like a lot of the moms, a lot of young moms on the street. We had two new babies enter the world the same day next door neighbors. And so the other day, like I ran outside, I saw them on the walk and he's seven pounds. And I was like, oh my God, I like, you're ready. You're ready for number two. I forget. (laughs) And then, and then also, I don't know if I'm claiming this energy for you, but the other baby was over nine pounds and slipped out of mama in one hour from the first contraction caught in a towel in the bathroom. She was planning a home birth. Her first one was a home birth. So she was like, but her midwife didn't make it over in time. And I'm like, damn, like that's 
she's like this i mean they're both warriors anybody who births a child is a warrior but i'm just like holy shit um so just so many things happening on my street this week but just all the little babies and it's also national infertility awareness week right now so also just sending love to all women and humans trying to conceive right now because it's a fucking shit show ain't it 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 really it's just, and I was actually talking to my cousin who has a three month, four month old, maybe now the other day. And we were just talking about just like the, the emotions that you feel after giving birth to, and you know, what is so not talked about, <laughs> um, and just what makes you feel so alone and lonely in that process. And I hope that we can be a safe space for people to know that you're feeling it. You're not alone. I promise. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like we could probably do a very specific postpartum series of like mm. physical versus emotional. Like there's, there's just like so much nuance to it. And I remember being in it and thinking like I was so well informed before going into it that like I wasn't gonna feel a certain way. <laughs> Joke's on me. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, joke is on me. So yeah, I'm so passionate about that. Like all, like the one mom on our street is a first time mama. And like, I, I just keep texting her. I'm like, whatever you're feeling, totally normal. If you feel alone, like, let me come over. What do you need? Please like, you know, me. we've already, Luke has already dropped off homemade meatballs and pasta on the street. We're just like, what does everybody need? Like checking in. It's just crazy. The awareness that you have after you go through it. And just and you don't know so until you know, you, you don't yeah. know. Until the one mom feels so it. bad. She's like, I didn't do this for any of you. We're like, dude, like you didn't know, like, it's right. fine. It's totally fine. And then meanwhile, I'm looking at a note on my desk. You, I haven't told you this yet. So on top of like our week from absolute hell last week on Friday, I got a text from the nanny who like took Noah out in the morning and they were having a great morning. And I was like on another call. It was like 1115. I'm like, oh, that's great. Like I'll take a nap, whatever. We get a text from her. She's like, hey, um, there's a tick on Noah's head. My husband literally texted me. He's like, I'm broken. (laughs) So I'm looking at this paper that has technology. Shut up. (laughs) Like, I need to get rid of this because it's triggering me. Speaking speaking of bugs, let's let's talk about bugs. So um we're under our house is under construction right now. We're doing an addition, which is really exciting. And just the doors have been open, things have been exposed, and I woke up at midnight the other night, like, like, oh, like no. ripping my arms off. And I had, I have one on my face I've covered, and like six mosquito bites, like insane. You should I was see so these well. About what you were about to say? No, no, just like <laughs> insane bites. Like, and Luke got none because I am literally his citronella. So then like I day of ordered like same day delivery, Amazon Prime, like some bug thing. Checked it this morning after 24 hours, there were eight mosquitoes in it. So welcome to Florida. Disgusting. Uh, As if there weren't enough. Mom hack for everyone, the stickers. 
the stick I remember on you Sienna told me about those. I and remember. on yourself because okay. the bug spray stinks. It's like whatever. Yeah. It's really hard to get on kids that move around, but I'll stick a sticker on the back of like Noah's shirt so he can't pick at it, like a pie. Okay. And it honestly really works. They're like called mosquito patches. Now you're making me itch. They're called mosquito I am patches. So itchy right now. They're like little happy faces and like I they have exactly the repellent in about. them. It's totally worth it. Sleep in them. Because Luke's been like so mad the past two nights. I've been spraying. I I have like an essential oil bug spray. So it like doesn't have DEET in it because I have to wear bug spray so often here in Florida. And I'm like walking into bed, just like an essential oil candle. And he's like, geez, like (laughs) you smell. I'm like, at least I smell good. It's like eucalyptus and lavender. But um, (laughs) so just got to love the bug theme on the podcast today. Never knew what you were going to get. Well, in addition to bugs, do you have any what the actual fork moments that you were burning passion wanted to talk about today? I mean, I feel like I have a lot, but I also feel like I, the only thing that I'm feeling called to say, because I didn't share this on any other form of social media, but I've hinted at it a little bit. And I feel like the loyal of the loyal of the loyal get to hear the true story. Um, But as to what actually happened in our life last week, just to like yeah. hold space for any parent who is experiencing any of it. You know, last Monday, I was supposed to take Noah up for his nap. So I was riddled with mom guilt that I've worked through. Um, but long story short, he was playing around. He was giving me all of his signals that he was ready to go up for bed. And actually, this is not your fault, but I was I like, no, he's really watching Sammy on TV. Look, you know, Sammy, give me five more minutes. Like Sammy was on national news and I didn't want to miss it. Um, and he was like on the couch with me and he was kicking, like just giving me the signals. Like, and it was his nap time. Um, and I was like, okay, go get your, whatever it was. And we'll go upstairs. And he like ran into the other room, freak accident, tripped over his foot and landed on like his box that he was like putting on his head before and being silly that normally has Legos in it. So it was a plastic container that, um, you know, he plays with all the time and he fell just directly on it. And this baby split his lip open from top to bottom, split the muscle the entire lip, it was like flapping. Matt heard the screens from upstairs and just knew something was wrong. And by the time he got downstairs, I was covered in blood. Noah was shaking. It was the scariest moment of my life. And props to me in that moment when my husband was panicking, please, I broke down right afterwards, but I held it the fuck together and got us in the car, had ice on this kid's lip, walked into the ER covered in blood, screaming. And long story short, we ended up seeing a plastic surgeon stitch this baby back together. But last week, like I was told that my active boy wasn't allowed to run, jump, eat any of the foods that he loves or use his pacifier. When you said that, I was like, oh my God. And like we, so we're calling it our silver lining because it was time to break the habit anyway, but like not when he needs it most. (laughs) Yeah, not when he needs the most soothing in his entire life. (laughs) He has no other soothing mechanisms, right? Like he doesn't know anything else. And so Matt and I literally 
we just fought all last week because we were exhausted. We were trying to control his behaviors. He was so tantrumy and so angry. He wasn't allowed to do any of the things that he loved. All of this energy, nowhere to do it. How do you control a two-year-old? I mean, this kid with his lip flapping was doing sprints around the plastic surgeon's office. And everybody in there was like, is he okay? I was like, no, like, no, he's not. Clearly we're not okay. We're all not okay. None of us are okay. So anyways, long story short, I had the babysitter here all last week, but I didn't work at all as you saw because he was inconsolable and it was just so sad. But the good news is, is that it's healing very nicely. I think it's a super incredible lesson in resiliency, in motherhood, in entrepreneurship, in just humanhood. In life. In life that like you just, you I've been sharing this a ton, but like when you're in those really dark, deep, awful moments, you feel like you're never going to get out of them. And with time and consistent effort and, you know, a clear picture of what your end outcome feeling is to be like, you will get there. And, you know, he had trouble at nap time today, but yesterday he didn't. And every single day, like we're getting a little bit better and he's healing and, the tick I don't think was attached because I pulled it off. Like it's in the mail on its way to Colorado and it wasn't a Lyme disease tick. Cause I, you know, my ass was Googling every fucking thing Oh my God! <laughs> as parents, you know, we're stronger for it. And we had, like, we talk about all the time communication was so piss poor last week. That was why we were at each other's throats and we had some really big breakthroughs too, when we were able to Mm -hmm. like have conversations with each other um, about what we each needed and what he needed. Like Mm -hmm. he didn't ask to have his lips stitched up. He didn't ask to have his passy taken away. You know, his angry behavior is because he didn't have any other way to cope with, you know, having his life turned upside down. So in those moments I was mad. I definitely did things like yelled and didn't treat my son the way he deserves to be treated in all moments and beat myself up over that. And I'm sharing that out loud because I think a lot of moms experience that and beat themselves up over it and feel like they're the only mom in the world to like lose their cool. Um, And you deserve compassion too. So I'm sharing my fuck up publicly to make other people feel less alone. And parenting's fucking hard, but it's, it's really given me such perspective this week of like, where do I want to spend my time? Because you've been asking yourself that question for, I feel like years now. (laughs) And I feel like there was like a sign from the universe that was like, you're not going to like this, but here's here's a situation. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I feel like, you know, that was obviously like the first really big injury, you know, for Noah and, a toddler boy or just a toddler human in general, chances are there may be a broken wrist in the future, right? Or mine. Yeah, like you just think <laughs> about when we were kids, like there's gonna be more of that and how much like better prepared you are now going through this of like just just going through an emergency situation and doing what you can. Um, and like you said, you could apply that to any life Everything. lesson, not just being a mom, right? Just going through shit in life. And like any change journey is like what I've been trying to share on social media is like, you know, 
when you start something, you have these expectations because the internet says this, then that person did it in three days and whatever it is that the outcomes will come in a certain amount of time. And Mm -hmm. the truth is, is that your child and your journey and your path to food freedom or healing or whatever it is, is not, has never been studied before because no one has studied your specific path before. Right. And I think that's something that we forget because it worked quote unquote for so-and-so that it's going to do the same thing for us. And it's just a really unfair thought process that there's just not enough conversation about, but you know, my TikToks reach 400 people now. So I hope those 400 people really appreciated my message. They did. (laughs) They absolutely did. And no, I love that you brought that up because I feel like it's easy and we see it now, even I know we've talked to a few guests that have talked about the intuitive eating message is maybe not even what they're preaching anymore, but just like, I don't know, everybody's human and everybody makes mistakes and everyone puts their own bias and judgment on things, whether they want to or not. And I've been seeing even like a lot of dietitians or just like coaches that have coined themselves as intuitive eating, whatever. And they're making it look like this, like beautiful, easy, snap your fingers. Look at this testimony, testimony. And don't get me wrong. Like, of course you should be sharing the joyous things that your clients experience. And like, that is a part of it. But I've just seen definitely a shift of how people are showcasing things that make it a very unrealistic expectation of a journey for someone who hasn't walked it before. So I'm glad you brought that up because I think it's, it's, it's happening. One of my trainer friends sent me something the other day. She was like, don't look at so-and-so's story. And I was like, why? So I obviously went to look and it was So you obviously went directly there to look. Immediately. And it was like now offering macro coaching and intuitive eating counseling. And I'm like, bitch, no. Oh my God, I can't wait to hear off air who this is. Yay. I also got into it with a, um, a, a, what would you call her? An influencer that was on Temptation Island. Um, Mm. never watched the show, but she posted something about how she was at Coachella and she stayed on track by searching for grilled chicken. Did you see that? I saw But not only just finding the grilled chicken, but also asking the macros on it. And I just, and then the only reason I commented back is because someone in the comment section said, at what point does it become orthorexia? And her response was basically orthorexia is when binge eating is a part of it. And like all these other things that had nothing nope. to do with orthorexia. And I was like, ah. <laughs> hold on. Like I used to be orthorexic. Actually, let me tell you right. about it. Let me, and I never binge ate. So here we go. These are separate things. And oh, it was, she like fought back on me and was like, I appreciate your perspective, but, and then like listed all of these reasons that she's, yeah. n- that she's not disordered. And I was like, got it. I'm going to leave this right here. You're <laughs> like, like, honey, I see through you because I used to be similar to you. Um, like, I know. I think I saw you like post your response and I was like, I think I like have one of those chuckles that I was like, oh, ho, ho, ho. she's at it again. <laughs> Uh, have more emotional capacity than I do because I just, just I was uh, just fuming in my bed you know when listening to Noah cry not nap <laughs> so I was like let me just fire this out for a second okay Sam I don't know about you 
but in, but in our home, um, anytime my husband is like running low on something, whether it be, or our family is running low on something, whether it be toilet paper, paper towels, or something like his specific toothpaste, he is just always so amazed that he never has to go a day without it because the, in, in my world, it's the Amazon fairy just consistently drops it off for him, making his dreams come true. But with that said, the same thing goes with his Athletic Greens AG1 delivery. And I'm so grateful to them for taking one thing off my redelivery list because he is never without it because it is delivered monthly and I do not have to think about it. <laughs> I very much so can relate to that. And I think it also stands true with us with laundry. My husband's like, how does my laundry just show up on a hanger and in the drawer? And I'm like, you are very lucky. But yes, no, I love that about AG1. They make it really easy that they ship it right to your door. And for me, I've been loving the travel packs because mama's been doing a lot of travel. And between the daycare germs and travel, I'm like, give me all of the vitamins, all of the minerals, everything I can do. So if you want to give AG1 a try, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. You can go to athleticgreens.com com forward slash fork. That's athleticgreens.com forward slash fork. Check it out. We wanted to talk about the almond mom trend Let's today. Talk about I actually the have, the, I have, when you search almond mom on Google, the first thing that comes up is says TikTok users have been skewering diet culture with the latest trend critiquing so-called quote-unquote almond moms and mid amid the resurgence in y2k fashion and an idolizing of thin bodies creators on the video sharing platform have started using the term to describe parents who push restrictive eating habits onto their kids i feel like that like only does it halfway justice what would you add to that well, I love that you had that pulled up because I had it pulled up too. And we didn't even talk about that. Is it the same? I'm I was like, yeah, I was like getting ready to read it. So it's like, how perfect. Um, let's go to the second one down and see if they have anything to add. Go to Almond the one Mo- from dailymeal.com. So I have the almond moms are defined by the way yes. that they eat and mm-hmm. the way that they often encourage their children to view food. Almond moms typically take pride in very restrictive dieting. These parents may focus heavily on air quotes, clean eating and steer their own children away from birthday cake and pizza at parties. And I feel like didn't it get started too, because it's like the almond mom is the mom that like, instead of, you know, eating whatever, she's like in the corner having like her 12 almonds, almonds. right? <laughs> like instead of like eating the Do you pizza remember the, the shop, cake? right? Almond tin that we were gifted back in the day, like the I almond don't. board gave us like a bunch of tins and it was like, okay. this is the perfect serving of almonds. Oh, good to know. <laughs> good to know. But yeah, I mean, I think this is, it's like to to us, it's like, yeah, no, no shit. Like every single one of our clients like has had an almond mom pretty much. You know what I mean? Like it's so common when you're working with people that are on an intuitive eating journey is that they have people in their lives, whether it was parents, grandparents, aunts, coaches, mentors, exes, partners who have critiqued or made comments about how they were eating, which then affected their own relationship with food. So I would like to like almost add like an additional side note to this as people listen, like if you don't have a mother or are estranged from your mother, Mm. you know, you can also have 
an almond mom in your life or like this person. It's basically the food police is how I hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. It's Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the next thing that comes up. Oh, great. Let's just, yeah. Let's just keep going down the list. (laughs) Yeah. A hundred percent. I'm so glad you brought that up and thank you for doing that for so many reasons, but I think it's this culture and it's people being more awake and aware of what I think you've done a phenomenal job on social media of is really calling out disordered behaviors that are normalized and glorified in the culture that we live in. And I think that is the crux of the issue. And somebody posted, there's this mega viral video that I actually stitched this morning on both platforms, TikTok and Instagram about this woman who, this girl who is in the ER. Did you see that video? Mm -hmm. She's sitting in the ER laying in bed and she stitched or she has a video of her mom with AirPods in her ears, an angry face in her workout outfit doing laps in the ER room. And the girl writes as the caption, like, you know, my mom and mom can't sit, is mad at me. Something along the lines of she's mad at me because she missed her workout. And now she's, you know, needs to get her steps in while we're waiting to be seen something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And the comment section of my video is like, you don't know the mom just could be nervous or anxious or this and that. So I'm like, okay, let me fact check myself. And you go back to this girl's page and she has screenshots of her mom, you know, talking down to her. And she has videos about how she grew up in an ingredient home and everything needed to be clean and how her body was always criticized and her clothes were never the right length. And just like all of these things that again, no, I I cannot judge the mom. I'm sure she's terrified of whatever's wrong with her child in that moment. And that's her coping mechanism. I was just about to say that. Is, Thank you for going there. I was like, right? Jenna's going to take it there. Jenna's the going to take it there. disordered habit, yes. right? And so like, that's where- This mom is losing still- control. And so she's like, what can I control? I can get my steps in. Thank you. 100%. 100%. Like people can't see that because they're like, you're just being nasty to the <laughs> mom. And it's like, mm, am I? <laughs> or are we just seeing things because we've been there you know, or we've helped someone who who's been there and through a different lens, you can see how uncomfortable this human being is in her skin in this moment. And she has no other tools in her toolbox. She can't sit still and hold her daughter's hand. She can't watch a TV show. She can't listen to music. She can't go out and yell at a doctor because that's the fuck what I was doing in the ER. <laughs> But like, Stitch up this like, flapping like, lip. Where's the plastic surgeon? <laughs> like, um, yeah, you know, you can't. I don't know. I we cannot judge her, and I'm not judging her as a mother. But it is really important to become aware of disordered behaviors that are being put on the internet, even in a lighthearted way. Like calling someone an almond mom doesn't just mean that they only eat almonds. It means now that they are a human being with disordered habits that are raising children or influencing other humans with their disordered habits that they are passing on as this is safe and okay because I'm your mom or I'm your influencer or I am in charge. Yes. That's how I I see it. For sure. And I think like Oh, there's like so many ways we could go with this. Oh, I was just going (laughs) to say like the different generations, there's, you know, 
if we look back at the boomer generation, there's a lot of almond moms. Like, let's just call it what it is because look at how they grew up. Also look at what, what, what's the generation that raised the boomers. I'm terrible with this shit. Do you, like, oh, I, I forget know. what they're called, but you know what do I mean? Do they even have like, a name? Let's yeah, no, they all do. I forget. <laughs> but so it's like, if you think about the boomers parents, I mean, that was back, you know, they were adults back in the fifties and sixties and the like silent you, generation, the silent generation. You, you were the mother in the kitchen. You had your full makeup on, you were keeping the house clean. You were, you were, you know, showing up for your husband and making sure he had his food. Like you had to look and be a certain way. And so when we look at the almond moms, like it's, yeah, it's like, no shit. They're almond moms. Look at how they were parented. And that this just brings up like the whole pathway of generational trauma and how, when we look at our relationship with food and body, you have to be a cycle breaker. If you have a fucked up relationship with food and body and you don't want to pass that to your child, you got to turn inward and work on your own relationship with food and body. And I think that's where like, like, we talk about our angry stages of like when we first heard about anti-diet and like, Oh my God, like fuck dieting. And I think that's kind of what's happening to almond moms is like, Oh, like fuck these moms. Like they're raising terrible kids. And like, don't get me wrong. Like some of it is fucked up, especially if they are aware of the harm that they're causing. But unfortunately I do feel like a lot of these moms are very unaware and they're doing it because they think it's the right way to parent or keep their kids air quote healthy when as professionals, I think we can take a step back and look from a broader sense and say like these almond moms are very disordered and unfortunately need a lot of empathy and calling in kindly. And um, yeah, it's, it's a heavy subject for sure. And it's mega viral, <laughs> like yeah. beyond. I wonder, that was the other thing I wanted to look up is how many, if you go on TikTok, you can see like with a hashtag. Um, or like how many videos how much or it's views reached. or whatever for Almond Mom. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be in the billions at this point. Like, and, you know, it's, I think it's recognizing if you, let's say, do have an Almond Mom or a human in your life that is maybe not your mom, but is that kind of person. It's being able to separate your yourself from them in a safe distance, whatever that needs to be, and then processing through. Because a lot of the times the clients that I work with, and I'd be interested to hear what you have to say, like their mom's never going to change because their mom is not aware of the issue. And so it's not your responsibility to teach them, to change them, to do the work for them. So it gets to that place of, am I just going to accept this and do my own work and keep myself safe? Or, or is it so unsafe that I need to distance myself physically or mentally or emotionally from this person until I have, you know, healed my relationship with food and body enough where I feel like I can set some healthy boundaries to be around this person. I love that. I actually just talked with a client about setting boundaries with the way that people make you feel like even if somebody means well, but they consistently make you feel less than or uncomfortable or judgy or whatever else, like the only way, cause we were talking about how you can easily unfollow people on social media. You can't unfollow people in real life. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, 
right? But how important that boundary is. And we've talked about this so many times, specifically with Brie Campos, but um, setting a boundary is meant to protect you. And setting a boundary is going to hurt the person that you're setting the boundary against because by nature, a boundary is meant to protect you from something. And that means it might impact somebody else. But if it's going to help you, it's so important. Yeah. And if you're, I feel like most people, I feel like the most people that need to set boundaries are people pleasers, right? Like I know I'm a recovering people pleaser. So it's like, that's like one of the hardest things to do is to set a boundary because usually you're setting a boundary with someone that's not self-aware and usually manipulates you or uses you or makes you feel a certain way. So when you set a boundary, they're like, what the fuck? Because I usually have access to you or I can say whatever I want. Um, but yeah, like you said, that boundary keeps you safe. It's not, it doesn't matter how it makes them feel. It's about your own safety. Um, what would be like, if you had one or two, like the first thing that comes up for you, like, what would be a tip you would give someone? Like if they have an almond mom and they're like, I don't know how to approach her or what to do, what would you say? I think boundary is the number one most important thing. And I guess it really depends on who that person is in your life. And I I actually talk with a specific client about this constantly that you, it's okay to be able to recognize all that your parents have done amazing for you and not, but, but, and the areas that you're now seeing as an adult have impacted your adulthood. So you may have an almond mom who never missed a soccer game, who got you the foods that you loved, even if she was, um, you know, making snarky comments about them or Mm -hmm. always did right by you and gave you the best memories and never missed best holidays and gifts and all the things like showed love in so many other ways yes it's okay to recognize that she was an amazing mom and her relationship with food impacted yours that you're now just seeing as an adult and I think that that's something that like it could be mom it could be dad dad shouldn't be off the hook either right it could be brother or sister that they could be an amazing person in your life and you can now be informed and aware and woke enough to recognize that you know the comment of are you sure you want to have that? Or is that really what you want to wear or whatever it is has impacted the choices that you've made and the way that you live your life as an adult. And it doesn't mean you love them any less. And it doesn't mean that they were bad parents. It just means that you're now recognizing that that wasn't okay. And you don't want to do that in future. And Um, I'm going to can I piggyback right off of you while I have the thought because you know, I'm going to don't lose it. what other people say about your food and your body is a direct reflection of their relationship with food and body. So taking exactly what you would say, what you just said, and then piggybacking off of that to say, and they can be a great parent and they have their own relationship with food and body. And chances are they projected that onto you because that's all they knew and they didn't know better. So they couldn't do better. And so you get to make the decision as an adult, what do I want my relationship with food and body to look like? It's really fucking hard to rewrite that narrative. 
if you've had 20 plus years of dieting experience and almond mom breathing down your neck or whoever that person was, but it, it is possible. And it, as we know, it's some of the hardest work you can do, but it's some of the most rewarding and beautiful at the same time. I think the work is replacing, but with, and Mm-hmm. Because it's not, they loved me, but they fucked me up. They loved me. And there were things that have had an impact on me that I didn't realize until now. Right. Yeah. Like it's all about the language that's used and it's not placing blame. It's recognizing, you know, this isn't, this is no longer sitting well with me and I want to make a change, not yes. but, but, and so and I, I feel like when really I started and I would love to hear you think like, when I started therapy, I feel like a lot of my thoughts were, but, and like, they fucked me up or this happened or like with anyone, like any relationship. Right. But I think it takes time to get to that place to find the empathy to say, and I'm going to do the healing or I, you know, what I'm going to take responsibility for what I can, or, you know, but that's so hard not to bring it back to motherhood, but it's the same thing. It's like, I'm a great mom and you know, I fucked up X, Y, and Z time or not like, but it's not taking away from the fact that I'm a great mom. It's in addition to, in addition to X, Y, and Z, you know, this happened, right? Let me get a stitch in his lip, like a million of them. They're like falling out now. They look like whiskers on his face. It's horrible. Um, Anyways, not to cut us short, but we have two new customer reviews on our page that I would love for us to each read one because they're amazing. I haven't read, I know I haven't read them fully, so it'll be good to just read them now, but I'm looking at the titles. So I'm going to read the one from April 11th um, from Jenny Carr, whose name I recognize. I feel like we follow each other on social maybe, Um, but it says what the fuck or wellness mean episode, which is a recent episode. So says, I've been a fan of this podcast and Sammy and Jenna for a while now. I specifically love this episode because it talks about integrative health. I'm like so excited already. Um, I feel this isn't something that's talked about enough online. You either see the extreme side of functional medicine or Western medicine. I love that Jenna shared her positive experiences with functional medicine. As someone who has gone through my own personal struggles, I have personally seen and found the positive impacts functional medicine has had on my health. However, this does not mean we ignore Western medicine. I have integrated functional Western and intuitive eating principles into my life. And I loved the conversation about finding the gray in this space. You two are so inspiring. I have chills everywhere. And I love the work you do. It's genuine, real, raw, authentic, and offers great advice and content for any type of consumer. Jenny Carr, I am sending you the biggest hug. Thank you for recapping every thought that Sam and I wanted somebody to walk away with from listening to that episode. We love you. (laughs) Wait, that is so amazing. And what like, a great, that, that was such like a specific episode that you and I started to talk about, which I feel like we could totally do more, like an entire episode on that, like finding the gray area in your health journey. Yeah, the and what nuance. That means. <laughs> yes. Okay. So this is weird, but the other review is also from someone called Jenny, Jenny Mallon. 
And they wrote five stars, simply the best Jenna and Sammy. Thank you both so much for all that you do. I've been listening to your podcast and following you on Instagram for a while now, and you've taught me so much. I've struggled with an eating disorder slash disordered eating for years, and you both have truly helped me with my recovery journey. Because of you, I can have a completely different perspective on what health really means. I look forward to listening to your podcast every week. Not only is it informative and educational, but you both are hilarious. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and always put a smile on my face with a smile emoji. Love Jenny in California with a heart. Wow. So grateful. I, those are <laughs> some bangers of a review. So if you listen and love the podcast, please, please, please. We would appreciate so much if you leave us a review and in the review, obviously be truthful, be honest, give us your genuine feedback and don't be afraid to also sneak in there like a request of what you want to hear more of, what you want to learn more about. Like for example, the one you read, Jenna, I feel like we could totally now do an episode on the gray area, especially knowing someone loved it so much because these are the things we want to do or create episodes people want to hear. Jenny times two. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of what the actual fork pod. We know there are a lot of pods out there and we are so grateful that you are here listening with us. So if you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to subscribe, like, share with all of your friends and faves, and don't forget to rate and review and let us know what you want to hear more of. The more we hear from you, the more that we can make these episodes exactly what you want. We would also love to connect with you on Instagram at what the actual fork pod. We promise to continue to bring you the hottest topics, greatest guests, and the most fun you can possibly have fighting diet culture bullshit. We love you, we appreciate you, and we will see you next week for more fun.